Hello, people <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Welcome to Yowie Fangirls versus the World. This is Ian, and we are back again with another episode right in your living room. <laughs> Or your car, or your bathtub, I don't care which. Wherever. Yeah, wherever you are, we are not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we we watched some really interesting things this time. Oh, gorgeous things. Both of them were gorgeous. Um, Fellow Travelers, which is on... Pretty much almost anything you can find like on Hulu, Paramount. No, it's not. It's only on Paramount. Really? Because that's what it said on Google. It's on Showtime. Oh, yeah, Showtime. It's on Showtime, but you can get it if you have Paramount. Oh. Or if you have Hulu with the Showtime attachment. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, we watched Fellow Travelers, which was, oh my God. <sighs> I Wait. feel like I want to start over. <laughs> is that something that you would watch again? Fellow travelers, hell yes. I meant like start over the podcast. I feel like I just fucked it up. Oh, uh, oh uh, we don't good. edit shit, so it's fine. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fellow travelers. It was great. It was amazing. It was tissues out. It was all the adjectives that my brain can't think of right now because it's late at night and I'm tired. And it's Monday. And it's Monday. I hate Mondays. <laughs> but the but oh the thing was that originally we were supposed to watch Fellow Travelers and another drama called uh, Pit Babe. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I have to get on a rant horse with Pit Babe. Go ahead. I do not understand the popularity of Pit Babe. I'm gonna say this and I say it with my throat. It sucks. <laughs> it was boring as hell. I didn't like I liked Babe, I did not like his love interest, Charlie. It was, I guess, an Enigma Alpha. And don't get me wrong, I've, I love some Enigma Alpha fan fiction. And, but, also didn't explain anything. It, the, the plot was slow. Yeah. And we watched, what, three episodes? No, not even three. Like, I think we only saw, like, two episodes. Two episodes. And uh, we were just not impressed. I mean... I thought I was going to be impressed, but in the end, I wasn't. And I'm not going to lie. It was one of those where I'm like, heavy eyelids. Yes. I hated Charlie so much. I still hate Charlie. And I'm never going to watch it because of him. And the other guy that Charlie was friends with. I don't even remember his name. That's how bad I don't like this show. I don't know what everybody is watching. And I was like, give it a fair chance. Give it a fair chance. I hated it so much. I will not go and give it a fair chance. If it was made like as a manga or like the Thai equivalent of one. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. I mean, that's, that's, I'll consider it. But for the drama. No. no, it was boring. That was my biggest concern about it. The plot was boring. Like. I give books fair chance and shows and all that stuff. But like, dude, it was boring as fuck. Yeah. Like the whole, it was just boring. Somebody out there, if you can tell me one redeeming quality about Pit Babe, go and put it on our TikTok page in the comments and I will watch it all the way through. All the way through. Consider that a challenge. It was fucking boring. (laughs) I I, I can't. Ugh. I just couldn't. I yeah. hate Charlie. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't find anything that was worth my emotional investment. So it's like that. I can't. That right there. 
that right there. It was absent. And so that's where I'm like, you know, I really don't want to keep Even going. the intrigue wasn't intriguing. Yes, the intrigue was not intriguing. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> I, <laughs> so that's when we just decided, you know what? Let's try something Let's else. Let's try something else. So the alternative was fellow travelers. Um, it was kind of like one of those, oh, I know this, but I did know about it. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah. So we decided to do fellow travelers, and I'm so glad we did. Me too. Because, oh, it was so much more better. Yes. Like, it was just... I mean, oh. I mean it's it takes place starting in the 50s, and then it makes its way through the 60s and the 70s and, and the, the 80s. 80s. But... But, you know, but I'm just kind of like, okay, so I'm a little bit more alert. And by the first episode, yeah, I was already invested. I mean, this starts like in the McCarthy era. era. So we During the Red much, Square. Yeah, we pretty much already know what's going on, but not how the way this story was going. And we were invested like, that's going to be the operative word for this episode. So if you're going to hear Time that investment. Word, yes, and emotional investment, you name it. Yeah. Um... And it's just... So the whole basis of this show is Hawks. This guy named Hawks. Played by Matt... Matt, Matt Bomber. Bomber or Boomer? Bomber. It's Bomber. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, We're sorry for the mispronunciation. He... I love him in everything. He could take off his shirt and I would just watch. He's so good. He's such a great actor too. Yes, he is not only just good looking as all hell, but he is talented as fuck. Yes. You know? Yep. Um, isn't he married to Neil Patrick Harris? Is it no, him? No. Who's he married to? I don't know. Oh. That's not Neil Patrick Harris. Who's married to Neil Patrick Harris? I don't know. Neil Harris. Hamis. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Isn't that a... Isn't it... Oh, it's a chef. The guy that's married to Neil Patrick Harris is a chef, right? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. You don't know anything about Neil Patrick Harris's husband? No. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I depend on you to fill in my gaps. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't help you on that one. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm Alexa here. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Matt Bomber, um, he plays this, you know, World War II World War II veteran who is like upstanding and well, in the eyes of the world anyway. Yes. He's this upstanding guy who is um, responsible, that go getter, a leader, straight. <laughs> Oh, well, <clears throat> straight, straight passing, straight passing. In, uh, in, in politics in Washington DC mm-hmm. and so he knows the way of the game on how to keep everything on the down low yes and how to manipulate and all this stuff and then you have Skippy well who uh, is t- uh, Timmy Timmy, Timmy Laughlin aka Skippy. Skippy who is new to the world of politics who is such an idealist? Oh yes, that is the that that's the word to describe him. There, basically, when you look at him the first time, you're thinking like pre-Super Soldier Serum Captain America. Yes. Every time I looked at him, that's all I kept thinking. Yep. Every time I then when I he comes back from the military, he's Captain America. Oh, maybe, maybe not super. Maybe not that's super, super buff. But, but he's you know, learned a thing or two about the world. Yes, because finally. he's seen a thing, a thing. But yeah. he's still very much idealistic. But anyway, these the the difference of these two guys and then 
they get together and at first it's a hookup because you know during this era of the red scare the government is busting down on homosexuality mm-hmm. and arresting people people are committing ma- um, suicides and stuff like that or being thrown under or the being bus thrown, yeah because yeah. they rather not be arrested for homosexuality they rather just kill themselves unfortunately that's just how it was during that time yeah so so go ahead yeah well also before we go any further uh so if you haven't seen uh any of the stuff that we're about to talk about please check them out first and then come right back and watch the uh listen to the rest of our episode okay yeah because this, this is spoilers 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 but spoil. we spoil everything i think we need to put that as a logo yeah <laughs> um, because we're assuming that you've already watched it so if you haven't, please make sure to take the time to check it out. If you have, um, if you're able to, if you have, you know, any of these accounts there, please check them out. Uh, Auntie Who. So back to fellow travelers. I lost so, my train of thought. Well, I'm just, we're just talking about how these two get together and how at the time. Oh yeah. It was a crime. It was a crime. It was a C-R-I-M-E crime. <laughs> I'm so tired. It was a big crime. It was a no-no. <laughs> but, but, so you, of course, you had these hidden spaces. You had the bathhouses. You had the Y. <clears throat> you had all hidden bars and all these things that people of a certain inclination, I don't know why I said like, like I was a white woman in Georgia. <laughs> people of a certain persuasion still horrible i read too much old literature people who are homosexual or well, keep gay in mind, this was, keep in mind this was the 50s yes so. people of that time who were gay at the time could go and you know hook up and it was always i always when i watch stuff like that or read about it i always like how they hooked up back then i don't know how different it is now because i don't go to bathhouses but yeah. <laughs> but I like how they hook up back then. It was like, you don't, we don't know each other. You don't know anything about us. Um, we're just fucking and going. No strings attached. No string attached. Nothing. If you see me on the street, you pass me, me straight. Exactly. If I'm dying, pass me straight. <laughs> like exactly. you do not know me outside of here no, at yeah. all. No names. No names. No contact. No contact. Yes. Nothing. And the, yeah. And they had the yes. Anyway, so yeah. So they would hook up just very, very coldly. Yep, and so like, but I mean, damn, like the the the, the sort of clashing of their personalities is that it's like while Hawks is more, you know, he's more savvy of of the the, the world intrigue of politics and of the world and how yeah, and how he's viewed as a gay man. Um, but he's never called uh, addressed himself as such. such. That's the thing. Where I was. Yeah. Timmy is like he's more idealistic. He's more um, he he wants to be in a relationship and, and, and you know and, and to do so freely. But the thing is that ironically he's been hanging out with the wrong crowd. One of them is Joseph McCarthy. Yes, who he regards so highly Hallie. because Timmy is a good Catholic boy. Yes, that's exactly that. He's a good Catholic boy. So when he works with McCarthy and gives his loyalty to McCarthy is because he's a good Catholic boy. Exactly. And that's pretty much. And then, so when he and Hawks, they hook up, they've got great physical chemistry, not going to lie. But when it comes to the emotional part, they're not, they're two, two separate sides of the spectrum. Hawks know he has to marry 
uh, in order to, he has to marry a woman and he has to produce children. He knows that's his ro- role in life. Every, all the hookups and stuff are just that, hooks up, hookups. They're not to interfere with his family life. Right. He knows that's where he's going to eventually go. Whereas with Tim, Timmy, he wants the white picket fence. He wants the, you know, the love. He wants the relationship. He wants to be out and proud. And he's living in the wrong time period. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He is living in the wrong time period. And he just, this is, this was just something that he would love to have, but he can't, not in this time period. And so he and Hawks, they just, they clash. Yes. Their relationship just spirals in like they'll split up, then get back, back together. together. But the thing is that the most accurate word to describe Hawks is that he is manipulative. He oh yeah. He manipulates everybody. Because he, Hawks oh, yeah. can, Hawks cannot live as his authentic self. Right. So he has no other choice but to play the game in order to get ahead, to stay hidden. Because if they discover who he is, like his dad did, then that's another um, that's another position in which he's going to be seen as less than. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah. The more the more we watched this miniseries, the more I was thinking like, yeah, it broke back. If broke back mountain took place in Washington, DC, this is it. it Because you have one who would rather keep things on the down low. The other one wants to be in a relationship with that person, but one goes on to marry, has children, continues to like go behind his wife's back and lying, just deceiving his children Whereas the other wants to be in a more honest relationship. He wants to crusade um, for gay rights. He wants to he wants to be on what they call the right side of history. Exactly. The truth. <laughs> yes. Whereas Hawks is like, I am I am happy where I am because this is all this is all I can hope to achieve. I need to have a good outer and it doesn't matter what my inner is like. Right. And how he doesn't call himself as gay. He calls himself as homosexual. And it's like, um... The reclamation of the word gay was... um, Because we reached the... What era did we reach? The 80s? I think this was like either... I think this was like in the 70s. In the 70s. Yeah, Woodstock. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. But um, yeah, we reached that part where we got the reclamation of the word gay and... You know, everyone's calling himself gay and no longer homosexual because homosexuality was so criminalized in the 60s and the early 70s that they were like, the 50s, the 60s and the 70s that they were like, okay, we can no longer be, we're going to take back the word and coined ourselves as gay. Right. And, and Hawks is like, no, I'm a homosexual. What did he say? Why he's a homosexual? Because he is what? Nothing he does. Something about... I forgot what he said. He just kind of like did like a sort of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this, you guys are that. Yeah, you know, basically. Yeah. And it's... And, and so you're just like... It just leaves you feeling like, wow. Yeah. What kills me every time though is Timothy just adoring Hawk so much even with all his bullshit. Like, Hawk lies like a motherfucker. Oh, lies like, to Minnelli like a rug. <laughs> I know. He lies and he lies and he lies and he lies. You cannot take anything he say at face value. Mm-hmm. We're, this whole story, we can't take at face value because it's told from Hawk's point of view. <laughs> but, but, like, with Timmy, it's like, 
everything that Hawk says, and he really said it for me, that really brought it home how much Timmy is in love with him and how much he cares for this guy, is that he had said that, um, you know, he had strived his entire life to make God love him even though he was gay and to make Hawks love him even though he knew how he was. But then when he realized it's he loves them and that's okay. That's all that matters. That's all him. that matters to him. And I was just like, Timmy, you need to stop giving away your love. Because, <laughs> because they're, they're like Hawks. And you know, we do find out Hawks did love him this entire time too. Oh, absolutely. But like, it's just, it's the just, chances you gave Hawks, man. I'm like, no, yeah. he doesn't need any of those chances. Yeah, the, the trope to describe their relationship was like all take no give especially on hawk's end like yes he took so much yeah and whereas T- timmy he gave so much like he really was invested in this see there's that word again and he, he he put in a lot in this relationship or at least tried to and how he tried to make it a relationship when it wasn't really a relationship exactly. it was supposed to and be so- uh just fuck buddies and so it's like it's 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 a it's a it's a train wreck. There, the it's whole, a very slow burn. <laughs> a, 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 a very slow burn type of train wreck relationship. That's what we're watching. But we were loving every moment of it. What we would be rooting for Timmy, while at the same time we'll kind of like trash hogs like like you lie like a motherfucker. You yeah. lie like shit. Yes, yeah, it was so good. And then we had another couple in this series <gasps> oh, too. Yes. Marcus and Frankie. Marcus and Frankie. Oh my God, Marcus and Frankie. I had I had written something during this, and I was like, because Marcus and Frankie, they're number one, they're African American. Frankie is a drag queen, and so fucking beautiful, and and very beautiful. The whole time, every time I'm looking at him, I'm thinking Prince. Yeah, me too. And when you, the entire time, I was like, motherfucker looks like Prince. When you look at him, that is all you're gonna think about. While Timmy looks like. Pre-Super Soldier Serum, Captain America, Frankie looks like Prince. Prince. Prince from the original album, number one, his debut album, he looks like him. Album cover, Jerry Curls down with the nice, shiny skin. Ah, well, his first album wasn't really Jerry, Jerry Curls, but they were like, uh, it was a blowout with a little bit of curls. But anyway... Jerry curls down Frankie had like seriously like you don't even know he looked like Prince in the face the facial features everything and I was just like every time I would double take I would be like Prince is that you is that you what are you doing there (laughs) but anti who so so Marcus Marcus and Frankie and Marcus you know he is struggling with the fact that he wants to be in these he wants to be at the table where it happens I'm sorry, I had to put that Hamilton thing in the room where it happens. In the room where I'm sorry. I know I gotta watch Hamilton. You really do. But anyway, Marcus wants to be known. He wants to be in spaces where he has the ability to be in the spaces of, but society will not because he's a black man. Mm -hmm. So he cannot be on the lead of the newspaper and have a. what you call it? Uh, what do they call it in the news? Ad lib, not ad lib. He can't have his name on the paper yeah. if he does a story. Yeah. He's not welcome in this, in these, in the room of where the politics of the conversations are happening. Where all the big things are, are happening. happening. That's the word I was looking for. He's not allowed there. That's not his place, and that's what the world has told him. So Marcus has this 
um, Marcus is interesting to me. And Marcus, Marcus and Frankie's relationship is very interesting to me. Because Marcus is going at being... Facing the world as a black man during this time. Whereas Frankie is worrying about is a gay man during this time. Mm-hmm. And I found that so interesting. That's why most of the times they argued. Because Marcus would be like, we're black, we can't do this. We're black, we can't do that. And Frankie would be like, I'm gay. Like, you need to stand up for being gay too. And... Marcus is, is, is so interesting. Their entire relationship is interesting to me. I wrote some notes about it. What did I say? Let me go find it <laughs> because I, I'm not articulating this right. I said, Frankie and Marcus's relationship represents the juxtaposition of being black and being gay. Marcus drove through the world as a black man, rife in black issues. And Frankie, although also, also black, is more concerned about gay issues and gay pain. Does this have to do, and I was like, does this have to do with the fact that he is also a drag queen? And people saw he was othered as gay first than black. Or it could be because of his overt femininity. That is brilliant. I was, I was thinking that as I was watching their relationship unfold, mm-hmm. because a lot of the times, Marcus is on the DL. Oh my God! Yes, way way on the DL. He won't. He's not coming out to his father. He's not coming out to anyone. No one knows he's gay except for, of course, Hawk and you know um, Timmy and yeah. they because they are in the same spaces. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, no one even has an inkling of him being any type of way gay because all the issues that he deals with socially is because he's black, whereas with Frankie. Frankie, he is gay first. And I was like, is it because he he presents as overly feminine? That's the biggest difference. So they see his gayness before they see his blackness. And like we said, he's a drag queen. He's in these spaces where gay comes first. Or being a drag queen. Because remember during this time, being a drag queen is, is seen as something very very horrible it's seen as a disease it's seen as as a deviant as a deviant deviance yeah. yeah so it didn't matter if he was gay he was a drag queen so a, their relationship really like um fucked with my brain a little bit <laughs> that fucked with my brain but like made me like really think about their roles in society and during yeah. this time yeah. and how how their relationship is padded out because of these two clashing. And I love how the miniseries will take some time to kind of like focus on them a little bit. And and so I, that's definitely one, that's definitely some points to give to this miniseries. Is- oh yeah, it did a great job of blending history um, with these relationships. Exactly. Because we went through the Red Scare, we went through Harvey Milk, we went through the AIDS epidemic, we went through the um, even the aftermath of when they have the AIDS memorials and all that stuff. We went through a lot in this <laughs> historically, mm-hmm. culturally. We went through a lot in fellow travelers. Yep, things that took place like long before we were born or when we were just babies. Babies. So that's one of the reasons why I also love this. Me it's, too. You know, it's just like basically a recap of the things in American history, especially some of which that either we were never taught or didn't know enough of. Mm-hmm. So the this series, it had... And what I also love about this is the fact that it didn't go into that trope that I hate the most, but not too gay. 
where we're introduced exactly. to characters where they're just gay in, in name, name or label, label and nothing else. Oh yeah, and by the way, yeah, that right there. The only reason like I knew about it is it's so funny you said that of how we were not taught because I grew up in the Caribbean, you know this. Well, um, we learn world history before we learn American history. Mm-hmm. Well, when I came to America, it was the year we were actually beginning American history, my 11th grade year, because that's when we started. And I didn't know about the Red Scare until I read Giovanni's Room. So it's interesting when you say that, because I'm like, I learned a lot of American history through reading literature. And then I would get curious and then I would be like, oh, let me look it up. Like the Cold War. I learned all about the Cold War from, God, what's his name? God, I can't remember his name, but he's another literature artist I like. And he he does Slaughterhouse-Five. What is his name? I have no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, he did Slaughterhouse-Five. Look up it- Slaughterhouse-Five. That's not the name of the book I learned about the Cold War from, but it's that particular author. Okay. Um, yeah. So I learned a lot about, I think that's why I like literature so much, because I learned a lot about history and the world through it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was another thing I was, I was thinking about. And by the way, guys, this is rife with sex. Oh <laughs> there is peen everywhere. There is Explicit. Explicit. So make sure you're mm. either alone in your room or you are wearing headsets. That, mm. <laughs> yes, they are fucking and they are fucking everywhere and like they are rabbits. fucking hard. Like rabbits. Yes, it was so good. I was like, this is what the people want to see. Exactly. The fucking along with plot and character development. Because that's what this series <laughs> had. It had plot that definitely pulled you in, that definitely made you care about some of the characters or and talk trash about some, some others. Some of them. <laughs> and of course, for the sex. Because that's what some will do. Like, they'll either water it down, make it a little bit too soft. But no, no, this is like, damn, they're porn. Yeah, this is exactly. I was like, when did I get on Pornhub? <laughs> It really was that, guys. It really was that. I was I was second guessing myself. I was like, damn. And they were showing positions and they were doing stuff and you were just like, that my favorite one though is that guy in they went to Fire Island and Hawks was with this other guy. Craig. So this yeah, Craig, Craig. My favorite thing though is Crab and his overconfidence with his small peen. Cause he climbed up those stairs, he's butt naked, and Craig had a small peen. And I'm just like, damn, Craig. I want to be like you. That <laughs> confidence right there. <laughs> that confidence. Damn, Craig. <laughs> Hashtag damn Craig. <laughs> oh my God. The things that, that we just throw out there. <laughs> it was, it was, guys, this series is so good. Like, shout out to my sister for recommending it because it was, it was that. She really? was like, you need to watch this. And I was like, okay. She's like, it's gay. And I was like, talk no more. <laughs> you have my attention. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. And that we watched it because, yeah, this this also had like some lines that, well, there was only one line that really stood out in one episode. I can't remember which era um, that Hawk, he mentioned that he needed a drink or he needed to go out for a yeah. drink. And Tim is like, I thought you were sober. And Hawk was like, I am. In between, between drinks. 
And it's like, uh, he's not wrong. He's, yep. He's not, he's not wrong. wrong. Like, Hawk, Hawks had some quips. Like, a lot of them. I was like, why y'all giving all the nice lines to Hawk? Give some to Tim. He needs some laugh tracks. I know. Like, some, like, surprisingly snarky. Like, yeah. like oh, someone's snarky. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I said. They should have done that. I know. But, but Hawks had some good lines. Like, he really did. And, the, yeah, and, of course, yeah, like, I, I think you mentioned this earlier. Make sure to bring, like, some tissues with yes. you. Yes. Because this will definitely fucking make you cry. It will make you cry. Like, sub insert sub emoji here definitely you want all the tissues Mm -hmm. and if you and also if you've never seen uh the normal heart which also had matt bomber who also whose character a totally different character went through the aids epidemic only he was the one that was infected yes damn please see the normal heart and then bring tissues for that because you're going to cry it's it's inevitable it's like tearjerker the movie for the normal heart Tearjerker the miniseries for fellow travelers. Fellow travelers. Yeah, it's that great, guys. So give fellow travelers a chance. So we did, we because fellow travelers was so heavy, we decided to do something silly right after. And we did um, Marry My Dead Husband. Marry, Marry My, my dead, dead Body. body. I knew I, you I know. <laughs> Marry My, my Dead Body. There okay. You go. It's a Taiwanese um, movie about this guy who um, picks up a red envelope, ends up marrying, uh, ends up having a ghost wedding with another man. Yeah, exactly, a ghost wedding. And it's, like, when we, the first half is just comedy gold. Yes. The first half of the movie is comedy gold, and it kind of has a little something that makes me think of, like, an Edgar Wright movie. Yes, as I was watching it, too, I was like, ooh, they're taking some tips from someone. Yeah, it had like some Edgar Wright, like hot fuzz kind of deal in which the main character, uh, Ming Hong. Ming Hong. That he's he's a cop. While, you know, I, I can't say that he's efficient at his job. He gets the job done, but... He's it, not serious about it. And he doesn't work well with people. He wants all the glory without having to do the work. Exactly. But he's also not that horrible at the work so i don't understand why he just doesn't commit but okay (laughs) because he's not he's not that horrible of a cop he just doesn't he wants to like not have to do the work yeah but when he does do the work he does the work Mm -hmm. you know yeah and 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 also you know for the glory yeah for the glory he wants because he wants to impress um a, a woman that he has a crush on who's on the police force Yep, and so she's he, the only one who gets shit done. Yes, and she's the only one. The only one in the entire force that gets anything at all remotely done. But people talk about her badly because, again, she's a female in an all-male-dominated space. So they say, like, she sleeps around in order to get promotions. And yep, they just They talk try about- not to give her the serious jobs because she's a female. They just mm-hmm. talk shit about her all the time. Behind her back. Mm-hmm. Or, or even when she's, like, right within earshot, but she's just like, hey... So yeah, it's it's hard it, it's horrible for her. But later on, she gets her comeups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, what's his name again? The main character. Yeah, I forgot uh, his Ming name. Han. Wu Ming Han. Wu uh, Wu Ming Han. He marries Mao Mao. He picks up the red envelope, marries Mao Mao. Mao Mao in a ghost wedding, and then. What happens after is just hilarious because Mao Mao can't move on. He can't reincarnate until, you know, his earthly things are handled, basically. Which also makes me think a little bit of ghosts. Yes. 
it does. And then it's hilarious because Mao Mao's like, I just, I want him. He starts telling him these ridiculous things he wants, like the environment. He wants him to save the polar bears. He was an activist. Wants <laughs> yeah. To save, yeah, wants to save the planet, save the uh, the ice cap, save the polar, polar bears. bears. And he's like, I can't do that to make you reincarnate. <laughs> and he's like, okay, just give money. <laughs> so okay, money. I'll just put in 300 NT. Yeah, 300 NT. And he's like, what? No, <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> and I forgot how much three NT, three hundred NT means. Like, how much is that in US? Three hundred NT. It was what? It was thirty to thirty to one. So I, my brain is not mathing right now. It was what six dollars? Was Damn. it six dollars or nine dollars? Yeah, like about almost nine, ten dollars. Nine, so nine ten dollars. Like, yeah. Like... yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, he was given nine. <laughs> Funny. And then he would, he has this mode where he goes scary mode where he has a broken neck and he like, he terrifies his, his husband. <laughs> exactly. Which makes me think of like the, those elements in Asian horror movies. Yes. With the mutilated ghost bodies. body, like the ring or, um, Oh God, the fucking, the, what's the other one uh, with the, the little, the grudge. Yeah. Uh, kind of like that. Oh my God. Yeah. So it played it played on some tropes. It definitely played on some tropes in this one. So but, those were the uh, elements that I was thinking of. But it ended up being like um the two main characters or whatever, they end up solving this crime. Was it a crime or murder mystery or I don't even remember right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, the, you the, take this over right now. Well, the thing was that um was that yeah, how uh Mao Mao was in a relationship that he thought was happily a relationship. But the thing was that his boyfriend at the time was not that committed. He was not yeah. ready for that kind of commitment. So Mao Mao ended up getting run over because he wasn't paying attention to the road and because he was crying and sobbing because he found out his boyfriend, he couldn't get a hold of his boyfriend and he, to tell him that his dad said no to marrying. Yep, and but then, that, that's, so his dad also has a role in this movie, Correct. Too. So, so then you find out that, um, that, that the, the same person, person who ran him over is the same person that Han that was trying to... Bing Han is, is, is looking for. For, because they're doing a drug bus. So they have to solve this. He has to solve this uh, mystery of the drug bus that turns into the mystery of Mao's murder. And also inner betrayal. Yep, and so and that's when the second half of the movie we see a little bit more of Ming Hang's uh, character development because when we yeah when we first meet him he's very aggressive you know low very homophobic yep. very uh, selfish and he does yeah very selfish a glory hound and he doesn't work well with others but with Mao Mao and then once things go further into the plot. That he becomes better. Yeah, he becomes he becomes someone who who cares about other people with nothing behind it. And, yeah, including Mao Mao, so much so yeah. that um, that whenever Mao Mao has to possess somebody, which kind of like drains him. Yeah, it tires him out, and how Ming Hong really does care about his well being. For yeah. you know, even though he's a ghost, you know, um, he cares about him, and he wants to make sure that. It's just his character takes a total 180. Yes. And I'm just, and that's one of the reasons that, and so that's how this makes me think a little bit of ghost in the fact that, you know, some, you've got a ghost who's got uh, earthly unfinished business. It's like 
ghosts and hot fads had a baby. Boom! That's what it is. Yeah. Exactly. It was really a good, good entertaining good movie. little movie. It was entertaining. It was lighthearted. Um, like all the stuff that happened wasn't wasn't like like traumatizing well except for him dying but like <laughs> but on the whole the entire movie was very lighthearted made you laugh um they warm had plots yep. warmed your heart at the end it was everything you were looking for in a movie mm-hmm. and it wasn't too long it was only what two hours yeah about two hours oh damn i didn't realize it was two hours till i said two hours <laughs> but it was yeah it was two hours long and here I am saying not that long it didn't feel that long it left me wanting more now um, fellow travelers that was like eight episodes and each episode was like about an hour long an hour long yeah so that definitely will take a little bit more time so to watch yes so schedule uh, a watching time or something yes and schedule a watch day for um, fellow travelers exactly but yeah Boat series, um, marry my husband, marry my dead body, marry my dead body. It can on be Net- found on Netflix. Sorry, I'm watching this K drama called Marry My Husband, and I keep mixing up the two titles. <laughs> but yeah, it can be found on Netflix. It's and watch it subs, please. We yeah, we initially were gonna try to check out the English dub, but it was horrible. I, it was really horrible. I, I was like, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be able to watch this. So yeah. it's hard to take it seriously. So yeah, back to the original dialogue. Yeah. And also just seeing some of the landmarks. Yep, in Taiwan. The, what was it? The Taipei Tower? Taipei 101. Taipei 101. I was close. But yeah, it's like, ugh. I think she spent the, Z spent the entire time to be like, where in Taiwan is this? Do I recognize this? Do I recognize that? <laughs> I do that all the time when I watch movies of places I've been to, too. I'm like, where are they? Let me see what I recognize. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> Try to figure out where they are. Yeah, like, um, what was that movie? Crazy Rich Asians Crazy Rich Asians. Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I've stayed in that hotel. Expensive, by the way. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know where that is. Oh, oh I've, been I, there. I've been there. The entire time I was watching that movie is the same thing. Seriously, because it, it, I don't know, it just makes, even when I watch Sherlock, I'm always like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I know where you are. Oh, my, it just adds to the story. I, I didn't realize how much um, geographic add to a story like location adds to a story until i started traveling places because then you understand the story more because you know the area yep and so it it adds a little bit more enthusiasm to um how you watch it but not only that like for example if he's running down this alley you know the alley has a dead end he's not going anywhere (laughs) you're like that's a dead end sir (laughs) are you gonna get over there you know, it just it just adds more to the story if right. you, like when you know the location. And I never realized realized that until I started traveling. Because I you know, we watch American films films all the time. Mm-hmm. And then but as soon as a film with Florida comes on, you're like, Oh my god, I know where that is. Or, <laughs> or you know, like or California. Or California or anything like that when it comes on. I don't know. It adds it adds more story to the story, right? And I never I never realized how important location Neither was, me until or knowing the location of yeah. a, a place was until then. So, wow. yeah, but yeah. 
So guess what, guys and gr- uh, guys. I always say guys as a term. Everybody. Okay, uh, yes. everybody. <laughs> I just I don't know why I say that's a term because even on our meeting things, I'm like, hey guys, <laughs> all the time. All so right, good. I don't people. use it as a gender thing. I just use it as a term. And it's but it's reflex. It's reflex. Hey everybody. Guess what? We're done. This episode was messy. It was chaotic. It was rambling. It was so us. <laughs> That's what we do. That's all the time. So, I said I was going to retire our ending, our, um, how our green. Usually, how we usually close our episode. Yes. I said I was going to retire it, but I have not thought of a new one, and you have not thought of a new one. Might as well just quote our good friend Cecil then. Good night, Night Vale. <laughs> <laughs> Cecil might sue our ass, so hey, let's yeah, not do that. <laughs> so I'm going to say until next time. Bye. <laughs>